Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Cletus Earle, CIO at Kaleida Health. In this segment, Earl talks about why forming partnerships with other organizations ups the ante in terms of cybersecurity, what he has learned about the complex task of moving a children's hospital, and how his team is leveraging social media capabilities to improve the patient experience. And it's interesting, too, because there's, there's other components, too, as far as things like uh, transportation. And I know that that was something that we talked about at your, at your last organization, but really going outside of uh, the realm of population health and, uh, you know, trying to improve that, that, the care process. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I met with uh, the mayor of Buffalo a couple of weeks ago and his staff, and um, we started to have this a similar dialogue to where I came from before because, again, in order to do these things, you do have to start thinking outside the box, and you have mm-hmm. to start to think, uh, you know, about what is healthcare, and healthcare is not only just the things that are in control, you know, within your, your four walls. It could be transportation. It could be, you know, making sure that your patients are have air conditioning if they're, you know, chronic heart failure, CHF patients. Uh, okay. So it's a, it's a collection of different things that you have to start to think about. So, you know, again, I'm only here a year, and uh, we just met um, with the city to potentially think of different types of opportunities opportunities of sharing strategy and and another component is we're working with you know our, our our competing institutions to to see what else that we could do. And I wouldn't say necessarily population health, but even around security and how do you how do you collaborate a little more effectively uh, in order to make these things happen? Because this new world, it is definitive that you just can't go in it alone. Uh, you understand it has to be a collection of different ideas and, and models. And I would say we're at the forefront of starting it, you know, starting the dialogue when it comes to collaboration on all fronts. And whether it's, you know, competing facilities or, you know, the public-private sector or even just literally, the, you know, your your local um institutions when it comes to city institutions, municipal institutions. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the things I, I did want to talk about was that we are seeing more of a, a push in the industry for, for collaboration around cybersecurity, which I can certainly understand why in the past people have been hesitant to, to talk about it, but um, it seems like the trend is, is moving towards a breaking through that. Yeah, and some of the challenges behind that is, um, you know, unfortunately, the, the regulations associated to, you know, cybersecurity makes people a little nervous. And, you know, if you just think about it, people don't really want to share. Uh, recently, the WannaCry outbreak that just occurred. Um, if you participated or anybody had participated in some of the calls in HHS, it was so telling to hear that nobody really wanted to share which facilities were breached or potentially compromised, what were the variants that are out there. It's, it's really not secretive, but I think people are very guarded. And this was even the federal government <laughs> relatively yeah. guarded of what was going on at the time. And I chuckled a little bit and for the fact that even when the government says, hey, uh, you should 
tell us when, you know, something occurs and share that information. When it came to them, you know, in that scenario, they too didn't want to really, they weren't outright you know, willing to share. And rightfully so. You know, we, we understand why. We we do get that you have to be cautious. You don't want to provide misinformation or, you know, put people into a panic or, you know, as as people are still in, in network in security realm, people are still trying to discover, you know, what's going on and it's very difficult to while you're trying to discover to try to release information. So I, I just thought that was a very interesting dynamic of, yeah. of, of how people collaborate in, you know, very um, t- trying times. Yeah. And, of course, right in uh, somewhat in your neighborhood, the Erie County is going through with the virus. I mean, it, it's not that you need the reminder, but it, it could just happen anywhere. ECMC, they're a really strong partner of ours. As a matter of fact, they are a major partner of ours under the Great Lakes Health umbrella. And, you know, that's the Great Lakes Health is consists of uh, University of Buffalo, ECMC, and Kaleida. And as a partner, it's very clear that this is why it's important for us to share uh, and, and collaborate because as partners share information, there's this digital footprint that occurs. And as we become more integrated, sharing information, connecting cheer drives or whatever it is, we become more susceptible to each other. And, you know, this is just going to become more prevalent. And we have to keep note at that, that it's one common network, one common platform, why you have to actually share standards, you have to share models, you have to share strategies, because when one goes down, we all may go down. And that's something that we tend to forget. And that's why collaboration is so important because, it, you know, you cannot take a stance that, you know, it's just us. Uh, actually, everything that you do, um, even, you know, from a collided perspective, if we make a change uh, when it comes to shutting things down, I mean, you have to imagine our partners are going to be impacted by that as well. Some of the uh, things we just went through, which were very interesting, you know, it was a very interesting drill. Um, I give ECMC and their their leadership team a huge amount of credit for what they were able to accomplish uh, because it is very trying to, to undergo, you know, such a, a, a bad thing such as, you know, some type of vulnerability that may occur. Right. It's very scary. I think a lot of people were, were shaken by, by WannaCry, and uh, it is. It's just a scary thing. Yeah. I mean, think about it. In the last, <laughs> this has been a tough month for us, per se, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in the western New York area. Uh, you had, you know, the incident that you referred to a little while ago. Mm-hmm. You had the Google Google Docs. Thing that occurred, you know, that event, and then you had WannaCry, uh, all back-to-back, but I think this is, in essence, a new day. Cyber warfare, you have to be very aware of what's going on and that this is a new day. Cybersecurity is essential, just like a few years ago. Um, you know, many organizations are okay. You had to go and get cyber insurance. That was almost, it became mandatory, let's just say. And now you have to really have a, a major threat intelligence program um, in play or else it, it's only going to be a matter of time before it hits you as well. So putting some type of preparation, you know, some type of plan in place 
uh, is going to be essential for every organization. And it doesn't matter if it's healthcare or not, although healthcare is much more attractive mm -hmm. due to the amount of data we have available compared to other verticals like um, finance. Uh, we have a significant amount more data that's attracting these nefarious organizations. But uh, we are going to have to really change, change our model and how we look at um, and cyber, cyber threats and cyber uh, vulnerabilities and put a comprehensive plan to remediate. Right. So now um, in terms of uh, some of the other priorities you've had, uh, even those, those things like keeping the lights on, uh, what are some of the other things that you're focused on now? Uh, you know, for us at Kaleida, we have a few things that we're really focusing on. And one of the most exciting things in our area is the, the build-out of our new children's hospital. Um, we're going to be moving our current women's and children's hospital of Buffalo to the new Oshai Children's Hospital facility um, on the Buffalo-Niagara Medical Campus. This is a Herculean thing, one of probably the biggest healthcare events in um, the Buffalo area in over 100, well over 100 years. This is exciting, and it's it's for anybody who's you know been in the business of actually moving a children's hospital before. It is a really, really complicated matter. Besides just moving to a you know world class building, you're talking about moving your your most precious cargo, which are your your patients and those children. And, you know, in some cases, you know your neonatal kids, moving them over, and the methodology involved in this the the overall move is just amazing. So that's been taking up a significant portion of our time just to make sure this is an all-in effort and the technology associated to getting these things done are Herculean. I, I can't ex express to you enough how um, important it is. It, 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 it almost becomes a skill set in itself with, when it comes to a children's move, and you're going to see more and more of these um, occur in the future. So I, I, I would love to emphasize to any organization, if you um, are having one of these things occur, one of these kind of events occur in the near future, uh, reach out to other you know, people who have experienced it because there's a lot of uh, valuable lessons learned and um, ideas that come out of you know this kind of move. Um, so that's, that's a big thing for us, uh, as well as just the continued development of the, uh, the Southern Tier, the Twin Tier approach, which is you know, the six other hospitals coming board. And, you know, some other initiatives that we've, you know, we're really excited of is really developing our, our mobile our mobile platform. And one of the things that we've worked on and we're really excited to have occur is our mobile wayfinding solution. We put this up with, uh, in, within our um, ambulatory site already, and it's going to be ready for the Children's of the Oshai Children's Hospital. Basically, what we've created is a, a Uber-like solution for hospitals from our wayfinding. So picture the fact that you're home and you actually have a doctor's appointment. The app that we've um, developed is going to remind you because it's connected uh, to your EMR. It's going to remind you that you have a doctor's appointment. And not only that, it's going to get you there to that doctor's office. You know, in our medical campus, we have a relatively large medical campus. Um, you know, it's going to get you not only to the, the area, it's going to get you to the closest parking site. And then once you get inside the facility, you know, we have a geofence that's there. It's going to kick in. 
and it will allow you using Blue Dot technology to navigate you throughout the facility. And if you're, you know, you're passing by a Tim Hortons or any other retail space, you know, a coupon may pop up because it's using your triangulate, triangulating and using your location base to help drive, you know, from a coupon um, and bring you to that location. Again, you know, it's it's a closed loop system, and then putting in a TV infotainment system into all of the rooms, imagine the fact that we know that there's a significant amount of uh, information that's not taken with you when you're discharged, right? Because patients want to go home. Um, now, now you're going to be able to, using your infotainment system, have all of the data, have all of the, the uh, interaction from your, your concierge-like solution in your hospital bed. But if you wanted to, you're going to be able to scan the um, you, using a QR, a QR code, scanning your your information and tying that back into your mobile your mobile app that you have, and in essence, creating a closed loop patient engagement, patient experience. That is that is, in my opinion, transformative, and and really tapping into the the social experience, and as a matter of fact, the generational build, because that's a strategy that we had to keep really, we had to be aware of, knowing that there are different types of generational needs out there, particularly when it comes to using technology, and, you know, some may use it, you know, the millennials may use it, where the baby boomers may not, but having a generational design and incorporating that into how our customers use the system, we, we feel that this is going to be transformative and, again, making that a closed-loop process as well um, so that they can, when they go home, they will be able to pull up their medication uh, instructions or their discharge instructions and not just disregard it. So um, that's that's what we're really excited about as we move forward within. We have a component of it already live in our um, ambulatory uh, center, and, um, you, you know, it's, it's just amazing. And some of the other things, connecting it with uh, the Buffalo Zoo so that the kids in the rooms will be able to not only see the zoo TV, they'll be able to look at the pandas and, and the seals and the lions from their their TVs. They'll also be able to look at this stuff on their mobile devices. So we're really excited about these kind of things and how we can yeah. really change the, and enhance the experience for our customers out there. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.